Welcome to the very first episode of the She Plays Strong podcast. This is a podcast for women to really celebrate their accomplishments and the things that they are doing really big in their life. My name is Jennifer Manili, and I actually started this uh, movement, this idea, this uh, women's empowerment thing a few years ago. And in the beginning of the conception, it was a little vague and I wasn't entirely sure where I was going with this idea. And most importantly, I also found myself going, you know, this could be a really great thing to put into the world. This could be something that uh, went fairly far and got a lot of attention because I think it's so important. And I feel like for a little while I got scared. And I'm not entirely sure I was very clear with what I wanted this concept, this idea to be. And to be honest with you, I still don't have it all figured out. <laughs> I'm sure it will grow and morph and evolve over time. And, and I don't have to have everything all figured out to take that first step into movement in the direction that I want. So this is really my playing big in my own life, my playing strong in my own life is to just start taking steps forward in the direction that I want because I feel like it's important. And I don't know about you, but whenever I've wanted to make changes in my life, it's usually because I become dissatisfied with the way things are going. And at one point, I found myself just being intensely dissatisfied. Even before this concept of the She Plays Strong concept started coming into my life, there's been times in my life where I've made significant changes. And when I think back into what was my motivation to do so, it was because I was intensely dissatisfied. I just didn't want to feel the way that I was feeling anymore. And a lot of those feelings look like I was feeling insecure, like all the time. I was always comparing myself with other people I would look at people that were doing really big things in their life and finding myself both jealous. I was happy for them. Don't get me wrong. I didn't feel like I wanted to, like I didn't want them to not be doing big things in their life, but I felt like a little sense of jealousy, a little like, well, what about them is the thing that's getting them all either the attention that I really wanted or they were just simply looking like they were confident in the things that they were doing and I didn't feel confident at all in the things that I was doing. So I was always like in comparison mode and I say that in past tense but the truth is is I can still just as easily find myself in that place and I have to kind of stop that train of thought and and regroup and go, okay, that's, that's not a healthy place to be is like, you can't compare someone that maybe have been doing something that you are trying to do, but they've been doing it either a lot longer or they put more energy into it or whatever it is. But I find myself often comparing myself to the people that like I look up to that 
it's like I'm comparing all of the years of work that they've invested in the craft that I'm comparing to, and I have to sit back and go, but you haven't done that yet. And you're exactly where you need to be moving forward in the, in the way that you need to be doing it. I also found myself because of like comparing all the time and feeling insecure all the time and mostly just afraid. I was uh, so many things I was afraid of. I don't have to go into to all of the things, but like my anxiety around it, I felt like my anxiety was controlling my life to the point that I just didn't feel like I could do the things that I wanted to do because I was so scared. And frankly, there seemed to be this ongoing theme in my life in the category of everything came to not feeling like I was enough, like I wasn't smart enough, I wasn't brave enough, maybe I wasn't financially mature enough, not thin enough, not sexy enough, just not enough. In whatever category that lives in, at the end of it, I just felt like I wasn't enough to put the things into my life that I really wanted to put in there. Now, at one point, I did have a severe drug problem. And I overcame that and I actually found myself, yes, hooray me, I overcame a severe drug problem, but at the same time, I also found myself constantly minimizing the amazingly powerful things that I was doing. And by the end of that part of my life, I was in such a bad state. I had done so many not great things uh, for the sake of wanting to uh, uh, continue my drug use. Uh, A lot of things happened in that. And I didn't actually believe at one point that I was even worth saving. I felt like I had dug myself such a deep hole that, one, I didn't think I could get out of it. And I, I knew I certainly couldn't do it by myself, but I felt like that's all I had was myself at that point. And two, I just didn't feel like I deserved to be dug out of the hole because of all of the things that I had done and all the ways that I felt about myself. It wasn't even the things that I had done. It was more of the things that I ha- was feeling about myself. Like I felt like I was a waste of space. I felt like I was a waste of other people's energy. So I wasn't even worth having other people put their energy into me. That's the way that I felt about myself at one point. Now, even when I did begin to overcome, I spent so much time minimizing the power of that. It actually took me years to feel proud of getting out of that lifestyle. Because I told myself I shouldn't have had a drug problem in the first place to overcome. Why would I feel proud about something I shouldn't have had to deal with in the first place? Like, what was great about that? It just took me a long time to look back and go, wow, I did something here. I am very proud of myself. And it was really hard for me to ever even say that of like going, wow. I can't believe I actually accomplished this thing. 
Now, even a few years later, I went back to college after I had kind of um, healed myself some and uh, started wanting to look at, okay, like now that you're you're not going to die because of your drug problem, what are what are you going to now do with your life? And and I went back to college. I had tried the whole college thing several times before, and it just didn't really go so well because I just wouldn't show up to class. And I think I wouldn't show up to class because I was really insecure. I thought that if if I tried in class and I failed, then it would confirm all the things that I believed about myself in the first place. So I'd much rather just not try So then I can at least save myself from the embarrassment of trying and failing and confirming all the beliefs I had about myself in the first place. So before I had tried college, but now, you know what, I was in a much better state of mind and I was going to just try and see what happened. And so I did go back to college and lo and behold... It turns out that I am at least smart enough to have passed college because I took things one step at a time. I think there was one class that was foreign languages, Spanish. It was the only class that I found myself that I felt like I needed to drop out of sooner rather than later. It had me sitting in the back seat of my car in the parking lot of the college, curled up in the fetal position crying after about... Um, I don't know, a week. So I ended up dropping that class. And instead of letting go of the entire college experience and all of my goals because of one class, you know, I said to myself, I am just going to come back and revisit it. And we're going to take a different approach. Long story short, I ended up graduating with my bachelor's degree that ended up taking me, I think, I don't know, 10 years to get. And I remember in the graduation ceremony, there was, uh, gosh, I just started getting choked up because this is how verklempt I was. There was a moment where I was sitting where I was supposed to sit as a student graduating. And gosh, I'm really actually kind of surprised that I'm getting so emotional. Sorry, I'm going to try to choke this out. All the professors started walking in line down the aisle, and I saw each of like my professors that had contributed to the moment that got me sitting there. And I was so proud of myself for being there. It was such a long time coming to where it was like I wasn't sure from moment to moment, from semester to semester that I was actually going to be sitting in that ceremony. But here I was, so verklempt. And when I walked up on that stage, I just couldn't, it it just dumbfounded me. And even then, I was trying externally to pretend like it wasn't that big of a deal, like it should have happened sooner. I told myself the only reason that it took so long was because I was just such, excuse my language, but this is the way that I would talk to myself is I was just such a fuck up. So I didn't feel like I could be too proud of myself because it 
quote unquote, shouldn't have taken as long as it did. And now I even look at my life and the things that I'm doing. I own my own freaking company now as an ex-drug addict that actually helps both the families and other recovering people. And on many days, I fight the urge to tell myself that I can't do it. I often find myself sitting in rooms of high power professionals and instead of feeling like I belong there, I often feel like I don't deserve a seat at the table. And I want you to pay attention to my language because I'm saying that in present tense and it's okay because I think it's important to be authentic and not pretend like these things don't exist today. As long as I'm also willing to believe the fact that I do actually belong in the same room and I've earned my seat at the table, whatever table that may be. But if I'm not willing to vocalize and I'm not willing to at least acknowledge that sometimes these thoughts and these things continue to subtly creep in without my consent, I can't look at that and turn around and say, no, I belong here. I have spent several years and will probably spend the rest of my life focused on healing that inner dialogue with myself. And the more that I heal myself, the more I recognize that other women do the same things that I do, which is minimize their awesomeness. Like I am constantly seeing women doing really incredible things, such as maybe they're competing for the first time after having a baby. And it doesn't go like as well as maybe they want. Like they didn't win the gold medal, but they competed for the first time after having a baby. That is not a small thing. I've watched a lot of women come back from major injuries and they're so passionate about their the thing that they're in. They're so passionate about their hobby, their sport, or whatever it is, that they spend months rehabbing, training harder than ever just to be able to compete again. Maybe there's so many times where I watch women being so busy raising a family that it's been years since they've considered playing the thing that they used to play. Maybe it's dancing, maybe it's riding horses, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, playing basketball, whatever it is. They, they let it go and they said to themselves, once they've raised their babies, they're like, you know, I want to do this again. I, I want to come back and maybe it won't look like it did when I was in my 20s, but I just want to feel connected and whole again to the thing that I love. And they made it happen. Or it's watching 60-year-old women who said, I want to do this thing. Today is the day I do something I've always wanted to do. And sometimes we can say to ourselves, oh, I'm too old to learn this thing. But it's the ones that do it anyway. And they're like, I've always wanted to do it and I'm just going to go do it. I think that's awesome. Or it's the 70-year-old woman 
that comes and says to herself, I just want to see if I can. We can easily overlook how powerful and strong those moments are for us. It's no small feat for that woman raising a family for years to wake up one day and say, I want this thing back in my life and then take action to do it. And I wanted to create a space where we can celebrate one another for showing up strong in our lives. And what that looks like for each individual person may be very different. So how I show up strong in my life to someone else may be the easiest thing, but it may be the hardest thing for me. And I started showing up, I'll give you an example. I started showing up to this business networking group. And as a bit more of an introverted person, uh, you may actually find me sitting in the corner playing on my phone. And here's the thing. Me just showing up to something like that is me playing strong. To someone else, they'll look at it and they'll be like, Jen, you shouldn't be in the corner or, hey, this is a networking group. And maybe it's easier for them to, to you know, be a part of a group like that coming in. But to me, it was a really hard thing to do. And me just showing up to do that is me playing strong, no matter how it is for someone else. So creating this She Plays Strong space is to celebrate these moments together. And I, again, like I said, I don't have it completely all figured out. But I do have faith and trust in myself to know, one, that this is important. And I'm not entirely sure what this is, but I know that something is important here. And I trust myself to figure it out as I go. And that is me playing strong of going, you know what, I don't exactly know, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think this is important and this is something I'm going to do. And I don't know what it's going to look like. I think in the beginning, just like with anything else, it may just me be me just talking into a microphone to myself and that's okay. But these things are not going to win medals and they may not get us recognized in newspapers. And I can tell you that USA Today will not be putting an article out about a woman who's grieving a lost loved one and felt they could never get out of bed and face the world again. But then she did get up and she started figuring out how to live life again. And it's different. And I think that's worth acknowledging. And I think that's worth celebrating. And that's what this space is, is, is telling those stories. Because those stories are the stories that are worth celebrating. So I want to leave you with just a few questions for you to ponder in your own life. What does she plays strong mean to you? Because I think everyone's going to have a little bit of a different take. And I want you to think about what does she play strong mean to you? How does she play strong show up in your life? What do you want to do that you've been holding yourself back from doing? And how are you celebrating your accomplishments today. And with one final thought, a reminder for you, 
as you are out there doing freaking amazing things, I want you to remember that that is worth celebrating.